Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Philip. This is episode number 147. And today, today we're going to talk about the Seattle Seahawks and I have a guest joining me, Jonathan. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me on, Philip. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Thanks for having the time to be on the podcast. Um, how you been? I'm doing great. How about you? Uh, I'm doing good. Been busy today. Very busy today. Uh, for the first time since early last year, I went to Walmart. <laughs> and because since this whole pandemic started, I haven't gone to Walmart for a while. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, but anyways, um, now draft is coming up, which is next Thursday. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll, well Friday about... for Friday for our team, right? I know for my team is the draft is on Thursday because my team got the number three pick. The, I'm a Four Nights fan. I'm okay. not. I'm, I'm not sure about Seattle. Um, you know where where you guys pick? I think it's we. Only, they only have three picks this year. So, so you oh you only have three picks this year. Okay. Yeah. I know that from the Jamal Adams trade, they had to give up a couple of ones. So they, there's no ones coming this year and next year. So. Oh, you don't have a first round this year. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because I, I remember last year, I mean, not last year, I remember they say next year, none of the teams from the NFC West, except for the Arizona Cardinals, don't have a first round. Wow. Which is crazy. Right. <laughs> Which is crazy. Now, talk about the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, and it's okay. You can talk trash to my team, the 49ers, and I would probably do the same. <laughs> but, oh, uh, no, that, that's all right. Um. Are you guys, um, um, just, just, a, just a brief detour onto your team, um, I'm hearing rumblings, you know, that some trusted sources that if the pick indeed is going to be uh, Mac Jones, do you think that's, that was a little too much capital to give up somebody that possibly could have still been there at your original position of 12? Yes, I think that's too much to get a guy like Mac Jones at number three. That's, if, he, if he was at 12, I have no complaint about it. Sure. Right. But man, but you trade so much, trade our mortgage right. for the number three pick, and you tell me we draft Matt freaking Jones when you can get guys who have I prefer guys I, I mentioned this on Twitter many times. I prefer guys with more upsize. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and you know, um I you know, I, I think Trent Williams is a great left Shanahan has a great offensive system that puts succeed and Garoppolo has done very well with it when he's been healthy and I think right. Matt Jones is a selection. I think he would do very well, but I think he a lot more help around him than say someone like Justin Fields or even, you know, a season Trey Lance could be potentially in a couple of years. So it's, um, it's interesting. Now talking about the uh, Seahawks, you know, they've definitely had a very interesting off season. There seems to be a overall theme of trying to appease, you know, Russ, you know, mm-hmm. Oh, you're getting caught off, man. Yeah, I can't. I can't hear you for some, for some reason. Hold on. Uh, can you hear me? I'm not sure you can hear me, but I can't hear you. Uh, hold on, let me message you. I'll DM you on Twitter. Folks, we have uh, technical difficulties. Um, say your connect. Can you hear me? I'm not sure you can hear me. I, I demean you on Twitter. If you can hear me, I demean you on Twitter, but I can't hear you at all. all right. Folks, we have a technical difficulty. Let's see. Um, hmm. uh, folks, we have a technical difficulty. Uh, can you hear me? I just, if you can hear me, look at your DMs on your t- Twitter. I just DM, DM you. Um. I don't know what's going on. Let's see. Uh, give me a second. Why is not working? Can you hear me? I'm not sure you can hear me. If you can hear me, look at the DMs on Twitter. Hello? Please, I don't know why I can't hear you, which is weird. I can hear you. I Yeah, I can hear you now. 
That is just weird. Maybe just one of those weird things. My internet connection is fine, so it's maybe just one of those weird glitches that happens. Yeah, so. yeah. Sometimes Anchor can be a little. How do I put this nicely? A little bitch. <laughs> <That's laughs> so, so um, getting back to the Seahawks, um, it's been very interesting. I think overall, I think Russell's were kind of worried about you know whether he'll be protected, you know, mm-hmm. by his offensive line in the long run, and um, they made a you know they. They picked up an offensive lineman from the Raiders last year to kind of appease him, but I think he's still kind of worried. He kind of took a beating in that playoff game loss to the Rams at the end of last year. So I think um, it's been a few years since they've gotten back to the Super Bowl, I think since uh, twenty the 2014 season, I believe. Yeah. So I, 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 think, um, I think he kind of feels like, you know, there's other teams in the NFC like Tampa, even 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 Green Bay per se, and you know even the Rams who have been reloaded with a new quarterback. I think he's kind of worried: is his team ever going to be good enough? Currently constructed to get there, so I guess it's kind of only natural to have some level of frustration, you know, to kind of you know it's one thing where you know Tom Brady in New England he, he yeah you're I can't hear you again. I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I can't hear you again. Um, yeah, I have to... I'm okay. I'm. I just deeming you Twitter. Yeah. Hopefully, it sticks. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. So actually, you know, before we got cut off, I was talking about the Seahawks offensive line issues and mm-hmm. the fact it's been almost, you know, seven seasons now that Russell hasn't been back to the Super Bowl. And he's arguably, you know, among the top three quarterbacks easily in the NFL at this right. time. You know, even if you count Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, he's definitely within the conversation, even if you don't agree that he's the absolute best. You know, I think he kind of sees, you know, this is a window that's kind of fading. You know, my the team is not giving me a lot of help around me. So I think it's only natural to grow frustrated when, you know, you haven't been back to the Super Bowl and there's kind of an interesting dynamic developing between him and Pete that sometimes is good and sometimes is not good. So um, I know that, you know, Warren Moan has commented, you know, he comments on Seahawks games that a divorce is inevitable. I am not, you know, per se, I think it's a kind of a wait and see approach. You know, it could get very interesting if they have another early playoff exit, you know, this coming year. I do expect them to be in contention for the playoffs and likely make the playoffs again this year. So even with Kyler Murray playing better and the the, the, year 49ers being healthy again, I know last year they were kind of a mash unit on both sides of the ball. So I think that with better injury luck, I think they'll be in the playoff conversation as well. But, you know, it's a very interesting, you know, it can be a very tenuous and um, dynamic between Pete and Russell and you know, the front office press and Russell at this time, given the lack of not getting back to the Super Bowl these last so many years. So it's very interesting. And also um, the lack of draft capital where they can't replenish. The, this is a great you know, offensive line draft. There's several really high-quality bookend tackles that are going to go on the first two or three rounds. Mm-hmm. So, But at the same time, not having a lot of draft capital, they could possibly address it with their second round pick, but just not having that many picks among the first 60, you know, 70 players chosen is going to, you know, definitely be make it more challenging this year. So I don't, um, I wouldn't dismiss it altogether. One thing you got to keep in mind is in the past, Russell has done, seems to have done well with smaller, you know, quicker targets. Like, you know, in the past he had Golden Tate, you know, Tyler Lockett, Doug Baldwin, when they won the Super Bowl so many years ago. Right. You know, you know, DK Metcalf probably is the most gifted receiver he's ever played again, ever played with. You know, it's literally a really fast guy who looks like one of those bodybuilders you see, you know, in the magazines every day. I don't know if you've seen him with his shirt off, but mm-hmm. he looks pretty, you know, pretty imposing. And you wonder, is this an NFL receiver or is this like someone, you know, a bodybuilder or something like that? As you, it's, So I don't. I, I do think that as long as Russell Wilson is here, I, I don't think there's any reason the team you know would look to trade him unless they got a high draft pick in return. I think the thing with Chicago is just more rumors and smoke more than anything else. I don't think yeah. Chicago really had a lot of you know they did they couldn't give them a high pick in return where they could draft his replacement. 
and they didn't, didn't have a good young quarterback on their own roster. If anything, Chicago's in the market of trying to acquire, acquire a good young quarterback themselves. I know Andy Dalton is probably viewed as more of like a holdover or a stopgap for a year or two mm-hmm. before picking their successor. So I, I don't think that issue with Chicago is anything to be taken seriously. I know Vegas had some odds or Chicago was the odds on bet, but I, I don't think that Seattle was ever seriously entertaining offers from Chicago from, for Russell Wilson. Yeah, I was going to ask you with the, with the rumor about Russell Wilson being possible on the market, trade rumors. You, do you believe maybe there's some truth to it that maybe he might be trade or may think about trading him or he might want out? Because as you mentioned earlier, that he needs help, that he needs protection, and he really needs protection for the last few years. And now all of a sudden, well, the trade with the trade now seems to be cooled down the rumors as of right now, but it seemed like after they acquired that offensive lineman, as you mentioned, seemed to be kind of please him, really, just to get, so maybe there might be truth to it. What do you think? Absolutely. Um, there's no doubt. I think if this season ends, you know, similar to last season or even not as good, I think those rumors will heat up again. You know, if you look yeah. at the division they're in, you know, the 49ers will be, I think, more like the team that went to the Super Bowl, even if they, whether they get there or not, it's another story, but it'll be a very much more healthier team. And they'll be in a position, I think, to be definitely be a playoff contender at the very least. Their defense is very strong and their offensive line is very good on both sides. And um, you look at um, a team like the Rams, they definitely will be better with a more, you know, polished, you know, QB and uh, Matthew Stafford who can kind of make bigger plays down the field than maybe what Jared Goff could not provide them. So, yeah. And, you, you know, the Rams typically are going to have one of the best defenses in the league. So it's, they have a uphill climb, even in their own division, not only to win the division, but, you know, win enough games where if they are in a good position to make a good long playoff run. So if, you know, this season ends in a frustrating way, as last season did, those rumors will definitely pick up. I know he yeah. has his eyes on several teams where, you know, if he, um, if he were on the team, they would do much better. I know. Right. He mentioned Chicago before how they have a very good interior young offensive line and they could give him a lot more protection, you know, at least with their interior yeah. you know, per se than a team like Seattle could where kind of he's kind of exposed most of the time against the good pass rushing defenses. So that's one team that he maybe, you know, there's another maybe yeah, I'm sure he has other teams in mind, but I do think he likes the Chicago market where he could kind of enhance his career more in his image and also, his wife is also, I, I think, Sierra is a singer. From what, from what I, rem- I think that's that's that that would help moving to a bigger market as well. So, definitely Chicago, and you know, the Los Angeles teams already have their QB, so I guess that would be out. Yeah. But the fact that if improving his marketing image and you know furthering his wife's career could also play roles, and I mean, Chicago is the market where they need a quarterback per se at this time. So. Definitely, um, those rumors are quelled for now, I would say. But yeah. later on this year, if, if it ends in a frustrating fashion, you, the NFC, you know, at least in the top four or five, figures to be very competitive. You know, you figure Tampa Bay will be, you know, obviously near the top with their restacked, you know, defense and Tom Brady coming back. And the Rams are definitely going to be a playoff team this year, no doubt, with Matthew Stafford. And I definitely think your 49ers, you know, with the healthy Garoppolo and healthy defensive players back will you know be i think last year was kind of an aberration for most of their games i think they were playing like a mash unit most of the time so if that ends in similar fashion you know i think the frustration is going to boil over again that it could definitely reach a breaking point according to you know what warren moon had said earlier you know this year so Mm -hmm. it's definitely something to keep his eye on and they don't really they have to kind of make some shrewd moves maybe in free agency, you know, with players from other te- coming from other teams or undrafted free agents who kind of surprise them. Yeah. You know, you never know. You can always have a Chris Carson come in and surprise. Yeah. You can always have, you know, even Russell Wilson was a – Richard Sherman, I think, was a late-round pick, a fifth-round pick who surprised, surprisingly good. Doug Baldwin as well. So yeah. Pete has done well in that area, but, you know, at the, you know, you know, having only three picks doesn't is not going to help their chances of finding that gem or diamond in the rough per se. And I'm not, you know, it's. I think it's not likely they can help their offensive line woes all that much this off season. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that, I, you know, 
you know, Russell Wilson is capable of having, you know, even with not a lot of help around him, an MVP caliber season and leading them to 11 plus wins as he did last year. And once they get in the playoffs, they can beat any team if he's on his game. But at the same time, if he goes up against a team that has a more complete defense, let's say like Tampa Bay, for instance, that has a very good pass rushing unit and that yeah. defends the pass very well, you know, and, they, and that ends up in a frustrating loss or say they go up against the Rams again, who have a great defense as well. And the same thing happens. It's very likely they'll, or even your 49ers, they'll, it's very likely they'll have to beat two of these teams within the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl. Right. So if um, Russell knows that he wants to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl again and contend for it every year, and I think he'll definitely, you know, take stock of the fact that things don't seem to be getting better if it ends up in a, another frustrating um, situation this year, at the end of this year. I think that he knows that, you know, that Rams defense just kind of really beat them up in the playoffs. They kind of had their way with them, you know, mm. and there's nothing really he could have done any different. So I, I think that if you have to play against a combination of the Rams and let's say Tampa or the Rams and the 49ers and Tampa or two of those three, even, you know, that have a very good defensive unit, I think, which is very likely this year in the playoffs, it could end up in a similar, you know, situation. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, you know, what Pete can do to improve the offensive line and to get him maybe some help other than maybe getting, throwing long balls to DK Metcalf, you know, per se. And, not having maybe that short intermediate passing game, you know, that could help move the sticks and get, you know, generate longer drives as well. So it's a situation you got to, you know, keep your eye on. I don't think yeah. we definitely, we have not heard the last of that for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, now let me ask you this. Do you believe um, Pete Curl might be the one that hold him back? Maybe, maybe if this Dean's goes south again, let's say another wild card exit, maybe it's time to find a different head coach. Maybe I I don't think that's the case. Um, you see, and in Pittsburgh, you know, Mike Tomlin's been there since 2007, and he was recently extended, and they haven't um, been to the Super Bowl since 2010. Right. You know, Pete's been to the Super Bowl in 2014. If you discount that one ill-fated call, they're kind of back-to-back Super Bowl champions. Right. So I um I can't see you know, given Pete's age, is possible he may want to step down on his own, but I can I can't see a scenario even if they have a disappointing season where he's asked to leave at this point. I think they've been a model of consistency of always being in there near the playoffs and be having that threat of always going to the Super Bowl ever since Pete got there and Russell's been there since year two. I think in Russell's first year as a quarterback, they they won the playoff game, in fact. And in his second year, they won the Super Bowl on the Meadowlands. So I think they've always been consistently a Super Bowl contender or, you know, a threat to go there. So I can't see where... If they fall off a little bit where Pete will, you know, be asked to leave, I don't think he's the issue. I do think they've gone through a series of offensive coordinators, whether it was a uh, Daryl Bevel or uh, Brian Schottenheimer, you know, and you don't know who that was. You know, they, they've decided on a, a new guy this year. And you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a it, 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 you can't really mask, you know, your offensive line. You can do it to some extent, but at some point they have to hold up, you know, against pass rushes or pick up blitzes and work well functionally as a unit. I don't think you can get by in today's game without having, you know, a capable, you know, all line who can, you know, give the quarterback time to throw the ball And in today's passing league. I just, there's no offensive coordinator that can, can kind of design or mask around that flaw. So I, this is something we need to watch and see. I don't think we've heard the last of that. I think how this season and upcoming season ends will dictate how much smoke we begin to see again, which is very possible. This is not, we have not heard the last of this for sure. So yeah. Yeah. I know that Russell had also indicated he wanted to play like Tom Brady into his forties. So I do think that he could kind of see how his potential longevity and earning potential could go down if he plays behind the line where he takes a lot of hits. Now keep in mind, you know, Russell is one of those guys that tends to want to, hold the ball an extra half beat to make a, another play downfield or to run around. So not all of those sacks are technically on his offensive line, but at the same time, he has been under siege quite often on three and five step drops. And he just hasn't been given adequate time to throw against the good pass rushing defenses most of the time. And he sees that and he's aware of that. And I think he has some valid concerns on that. So I do think since he's been here since 2012, I think he's earned some clout to have his opinion heard, but I think, 
the he and Pete, you know, they should, you know, they don't, they, there's no reason for this to end in an ugly divorce per se, you know, and it's very possible it can happen this way. So that's very unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to wait and see. So this season should be interesting. And Seattle's being busy in season. They acquired that offensive lineman. What are your thoughts on their acquiring in the, in the trade that offensive lineman from the Raiders? Hello? You there? Can you Hello? hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you, but can you hear me? Hmm. Oh, great. This is different. Can you hear me? Hold on one second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can't hear you. I just deemed if you, I just deemed you on Twitter. Um, I don't think you can hear me, but I, I can hear you. We're back. We're back. Yeah. The fun of anchor. Take yeah. four. Yeah. Uh, so, th- oh, go ahead. Um. So, like I said, you know, it just. I think this is going to definitely heat up again at the end of the season. I predict mm-hmm. that I, I can't see where you'd put Seattle ahead of Tampa at this time, or even, you know, LA if they played, you know, you know, it would give, given their difficulty in handling good pass rushing defenses. So right. it'd be difficult to see, you know, I think this situation will come again, you know, in the, and definitely at the end of this year. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, I think Pete will have to give him some concrete plans on, what to do for you know him to stay? I think he wants to you know have a bookend tackle. He'd love to have someone like Trent Williams, that right. you know just recently signed that big deal with the 49ers, obviously. So someone you know or someone close to that who can kind of protect his blind side. Yeah, you know, that definitely that would change things. But if they don't give him that plan, he could ask out at the end of this year. Right. So we have not heard the last of this. You know, trust me. So yeah. I don't think that. I don't think at the same time Brass will ask Pete to leave. I think if Pete leaves, it'd be on his own accord. I think that he's just achieved too much and made them a strong contender for many years where they, they cannot be justified to letting him go unless they perhaps have a high-profile candidate who can step in and take over. So, Okay. Now, let me ask you this. Um, now, Seattle's been busy in the offseason, and they acquired that offensive lineman from the Raiders. What on your thoughts on the acquirement from the Raiders? Oh, say that again. What was the last question? Oh, uh, the Seattle have acquired this offensive lineman, I believe, Gabe Jackson. Correct, uh, Gabe the Jackson. Raiders. And what what are your thoughts on the acquirement? Acquires Um, it's kind of a wait and see to see how it works out. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, you know, Russ. You know, Russ admits that some of the sacks are in him holding onto the ball to make an extra play down the field, but. Right. A lot of that is not on him, and it's just if it's not you know working out well, if it's similar to what's happening at the end of last year, you know we're going to hear these this these kind of noise and rumblings again. Yeah. So um, I think that um, they did well to get that, but um, if it it has to work, you know we've seen where teams have acquired offensive linemen and it hasn't worked out, or teams have drafted a young lineman high and he hasn't panned out. You look at Miami as an example where they drafted a couple offensive linemen high last year, but they still couldn't protect the quarterback last year. So it's mm-hmm. a wait and see whether this works or not. Okay. Okay. And they also make some sign on the defense side. They signed former foreign Irish corner, Weatherspoon, who I'm not a big fan, <laughs> but I wish him luck. And also they signed Kerry high, who was having a good year last year due to, uh, for the foreign Irish. And you guys signed those Smith. What are you thought on the sign with those defensive players? I think their defense will overall, you know, just need to be Russell was going to put up some points regardless of offensive line issues. They need to be around average or slightly above average. They definitely picked it up the second half of last year. I know the first 10 games or so they really struggled, but toward the end of the year they got better. And I can't say they were the really the reason for the playoff loss. I think it was more of the offensive line struggles versus the Rams' good, really good pass rush that they just couldn't get a hold of in that playoff game. So I think overall those are very, very solid signings. I think the defensive unit will be, you know, definitely at least, you know, at least average at the very least. And if that's the case, they'll, um, they'll definitely be able to, um, you know, you know, be in contention to win 10 plus games, probably 11 or more in my opinion. Uh, It's very ironic that, you know, people like, you know, go from the Seahawks to the 49ers and vice versa. That's how it's ironic that that interdivision switching goes on. 
you know, I know. I know, I know how, you know, Richard Sherman left Seattle to go to the 49ers and now, yeah. you know, Alden Smith, Alden Smith was a dynamic player, a young player in his day. You know, it's, yeah. I think he can give them a little bit of pass rush juice for sure. You know, if in terms of that, I'm not sure you can play him every down per se anymore, given his age and, you know, lack of, you know, but Definitely, I think those overall, those are pretty decent signings overall. It's not going to make them an elite unit, obviously. Oh, right, right, right. But it, it is and, going, it is going to, you know, can they, can they, can they keep the team, you know, reasonably in games? Absolutely. So yeah. overall, those are solid signings. But it just, they just got to hope that Jamal Adams has a huge impact, you know, still on that defensive backfield, and mm-hmm. that they don't sort of, you know cost the team too many games with, you know, big play, allowing big plays. That's what they did, like, in the first half of, you know, the beginning of, you know, of last year. I know that they lost that shootout. If you remember that shootout game to Arizona that went into overtime. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Now, um, they, and now you, we talk about Richard Sherman, who was still a free agent, and he did stay. He doesn't mind. He uh, he doesn't go out possibly return to Seattle. Do you like to see Sherman return to Seattle? Um, if he has a team-friendly deal, I, I can't see where he's a top one or two cornerback anymore, right. given his age. And I, I don't get the sense he turns, you know, his hips well. You know, you know, he's looked actually very slow at times, right? To per, per se. So I think his best days are behind him. But I do think he has very good value, you know, in certain situations, maybe as a third corner or whatnot. But I think his days of being a number one or two corner are probably not there anymore given, you know, where he was, you know, recent players, which is understandable given his age. He was a great player in his prime in his first couple of years in San Francisco. I thought he was very solid, not not yeah. at the elite level he used to be at. Yeah. Yeah. So, he, well, yeah. he could pretty much shut down the entire side of the field. and You didn't have to worry about it because he had just had great technique. And you would think that that would kind of, you know, he was never one of those speed guys per se, like maybe like an athletic freak, like say Jalen Ramsey is for the Rams. Yeah, but he was so you would think that his that would kind of play well as he went older. But he has, you could kind of tell. I think everyone knows he still has some value, but it's he's he's not at a place anymore where he can can can, can you know command a top cornerback salary. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm interested in where he's gonna go. I mean, right now he's a free agent, and yeah, and... if you th- if you look at it, he does have good ties with uh, Robert Salah, the the new uh, Jets head coach. So. That's yeah. another possibility, but I can't even see where they would give him a long-term deal. It might be a short-term deal on a team-friendly deal. I can't see where he commands a high, you know, corner, you know, salary that San Francisco gave him or that Seattle had given him before. So yeah, and he's his own agent too. And New York Jets do need a corner, um, not maybe maybe use him as a mentor if wherever they draft maybe a young corner or wherever. Right. Maybe. So I could see him go to Jets. I could also see him go to Buffalo for some reason. Hmm. That that would I mean Buffalo could obviously use that help, but I, I think you know that 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 I think the division that Buffalo win is kind of theirs. They're they, you know the, the Jets. Obviously, the Jets could be much better with the you know Zach Wilson. It looks like is their new starting quarterback, and right. you know the, the Dolphins obviously struggle to pass the ball as do the um, Patriots. You know, the most of the Dolphins' passing magic was due to. Um, I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can't hear you now. Philip? We're back. <laughs> Such anchor. <sighs> but yeah, now what were you saying? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, great. I can't, you can't hear me now. Uh, what? Folks, we have another technical difficulty. Um, can you hear me? Can you? Hmm. Huh. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me? That's just weird. I don't know. First, I can't. I mean, you can't. I can't hear you, and now some of you can't hear me. Yeah, that's how it's been the last couple of times. It's a little funny with like that. Yeah. So. Um, um, yeah, as for, you know, we were talking about Richard Sherman possibly going to Buffalo. I, I think it's definitely a possibility maybe as a third corner. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't, I can't, 
even with that division not having really a couple of great passing teams, I know Miami and New England are not known to be able to do that. I expect both teams to be able to, you know, likely struggle with passing the ball this year as well. So I think that, you know, the Jets probably could have an exciting young passing game with uh, Zach Wilson, per se. So I think, you know, that might be a good fit for Richard Sherman to go to Buffalo. They just need a little bit more defense as they seem to be ready to make a, you know, a Super Bowl run with, you know, a good young quarterback in Josh Allen. Yeah. So I, I, um, that may be better than perhaps staying in the NFC West where you've got several really good passing teams, you know, or you could argue that every team in the NFC West is a really good passing team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought Buffalo would maybe be a good fit for him, so we'll see what happens. He's at he's at his own agent, so I guess we'll wait and see. Now, draft is coming up next week, and I know you mentioned you have not much draft capital. Who do you guys like in your draft range? I, I definitely think there'll be some good tackles available, perhaps in the second round. There's a kid from North Dakota State, you know, the same school as um, that's producing Trey Lance, who's available, possibly available. There's the you know, that you could look at maybe Liam Eichenberg. And there's this kid called Spencer Brown, who's kind of massive from Northern Iowa, who just is built like a machine. He's, you know, 6'9", I believe. And he probably would be a great right tackle, per se. He doesn't really project to be an outside left, left blindside protector. But those are definitely some options. You could also have somebody like, um, you know, Sam, you know, the Cosme kid from Texas or Jalen Mayfield somehow slide to the second round. So those are possibility as well but if you're thinking of like penny sowell from oregon or christian Show or rashawn slater those top end tackles they'll likely be gone you know right. easily within the first 20 picks so there's no chance that seattle and it, it really i can't see a scenario where seattle can trade into the first round as well they've are they're probably pretty pretty much done with that for this year and probably next year as well so yeah. So you expect maybe draft an offensive lineman at some point in the Seattle draft in day up in day two, right? Uh, absolutely, and possibly even day three. They need all the help they can get. They need to take as many swings at to see to get that position right. So at the end yeah. of the day, they want to make sure their their MVP caliber quarterback is upright and is able to comfortably scan the field on those three and five step drops. Mm-hmm. You know where he has to make a for you know quick progressions. So against Good offensive, you know, defensive teams with great pass rushes, they need to be functional as a pass as a pass passing pass protection unit. So they those are likely, you know, double and triple down if possible in the draft, you know, with the with the three picks. And with also, you know, undrafted free agents and free agency as well. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. because I, I always look at the draft and I have a guest was on my podcast who talked about the draft. And it seemed like this year, draft class is more loyal on the offensive side than the defense. Do you agree to that? Oh, yes. There's not really a great, you know, defensive, you know, I would say there was a great supposedly the highest defensive end prospect are Quiddy Pay of Michigan and um, the Russo kid, I think, of Miami. And even there, those are not looked at as game-changing players, per se, that someone like Aaron Donald was when he was coming out in the draft. Right. So I don't think, you know, there's even talk that both of those players could even slip out of the first round. So there's that. Mm-hmm. So I think this is definitely a great receiver class and a great tackle class. And you always do best player available per se, just to increase your chances of winning. But I, I'm not, I'm not sure Seattle will do that. They may strictly draft on need this time, given the problems with their offensive line. But mm-hmm. this is a great draft to kind of try to fix that problem. The only problem is they don't have a lot of picks to <coughs> fix that with. So, Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And I believe you you mentioned earlier you only have how many how many draft picks this year? I believe it's three. Three. Oh, so you second. only have three draft. Oh, go ahead. I think there's only one second round pick, and I believe there's a there could be a one third or fourth round pick, and then there's a there's like a final day pick as well. Oh, so. okay. Well, you don't have that many draft capital, so you probably have to hit it right with the needs, especially. You need to protect your investment, and I mentioned this people. It's very important to protect your investment. <laughs> uh, the most important thing to do, you know, if you want to keep him happy and keep him wanting to play yeah. with your team. So, right. yeah, exactly. And is there other like let's say these offensive line is being taken for some reason, and which is possible? Um, who you would like with the other beside those positions? You could, this is a great receiver draft as well, so you could definitely, you know, perhaps. 
you know, you know, you you talk about a some a kid like Elijah Moore or Rondale Moore or some other, you know, Russell Wilson tends to do better with you know a lot of the small, quick receivers. You know, somebody like Rondale Moore who could slide into the second round. You know, that's definitely an option. You know, Elijah Moore and you you just you don't know. There's, this is this is an excellent receiver class. Even I think the first three rounds, you could get a really good receiver who could help you, you know, in year one even. Right. So this is a deep receiver. This is, um, you know, definitely as you said, this is much more better draft for offensive, you know, skill players, receivers, and um, obviously quarterbacks with five, possibly six going in round one, and also offensive linemen with you know the tackle, bookend tackle positions being so important in a passing league. So you could say maybe draft a wide receiver if those offensive linemen taken, or or go be if they believe it's BPA best player available for that position. Absolutely. So, so that so yeah, um, you don't see them maybe draft a defensive guy, maybe maybe take a chance against a defensive guy who maybe even though it might be a project. I, I can't see that they'll use the second round pick on a project. It's possible, but I, I think they may use their last pick on something like that. Something like you that. know, I okay. think they um. I think they have they're done with you know what they want to do on the defensive end in terms of their free agents that you, we talked about earlier. So right. I think they just they know they're not going to have a top five defense per se, but they they do think that their defense could be adequate. You know at least in the middle the median of the rest of the league. And if that's the case, they should be able to contend to win most of their games this year. Mm-hmm. So I um definitely think that they do they do definitely want to see a tackle a left tackle or a right tackle. They could kind of you know pick right away to be possibly a yes, contribute heavily in year one. They definitely would like to do that with their first two picks if possible and all, and or a wide receiver that they feel can contribute with them, you know, very soon as well. So I can't see where they'll pick, you know, a defensive. And if, if he, unless he happens to be the absolute best player available at the time they're coming to, you know, it's their turn to pick. So. Could you see the Seattle draft a center like, like Dickerson? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's definitely, I know that that, or, you know, you know, you know, I've heard talks of, you know, possibly somebody like Creed Humphrey, you know, falling into the second or, you know, I don't know if you watched the, um, the bowl championship game between um, Ohio state and um, Clemson there. I think the center in that game, you know, there was a Wyatt Davis and then the center, Josh Myers had a great game as well. Mm -hmm. So those are two other, possibilities those are two great interior guys i think you could you know contribute right away in rear one year one who could yeah. who could likely be available in, in in round two per se or definitely you know josh myers could definitely be available possibly and in, in day three so josh Myers, that's another one yeah another center because yeah, that you know for 49ers i'd like to see maybe at death to the offensive lineman you know like the, especially the center position yes we we signed alex max Alex Mack, but he's not getting any younger. He's even thirties. Right. So you got to think youth, maybe some at death. And I think Seattle for is kind of in the same boat, same boat in terms of offensive linemen, get some offensive linemen help in a sense. Right. If, you know, I mean, for Seattle, they probably need help, including especially the blind side. Right. Um, so we, we got, we got like humpy, hump, humpy. <laughs> I apologize. Humpy. <laughs> hump. Uh-huh. Like Creed humps. Um, Dickerson, uh, Mark Davis, who I like, uh, who's a right guard, actually, uh, right. or left guard, whichever. Um, and you got the tackles you mentioned. We already know Slayers could be taken ours in as well. Those guys or anything like that. Um, do you guys see maybe Seattle might be reaching possible draft of winning back? I, I, it's very slim to none that that'll happen. I did do, you do, you see, um, it's even a question now whether running backs are even taken in round one or two. You know, there's talk of right. Najee Harris breaking that trend, but with today being a passing league and many teams even using their running backs as another receiver, per se, you know, I, I can't see where the running back will be taken seriously in, you know, in the first couple of rounds, especially with Seattle. I don't see where Seattle will draft a running back at all. I know. Okay, okay. As long as they don't draft a kicker. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> I would say if the team draft a kicker in the second round or even first round, or oh, remember? I think didn't the Jets draft a kicker years ago in the first round? Was that the Jets or the Raiders? It might be both. I think it's both. Maybe I I, I have to check. <laughs> I, I I swear I might be. It might be both. 
I was worried the Jets draft a kicker in the first rounder a few years back. What was it, Nick Folk or something like that, or maybe someone else, but or Nugget or whoever. But <laughs> that would be a huge reach. But so there's that. But uh, now, who's your dark horse in the draft? Like who you like in general? Um, this may ruffle some fringers, but um. You know, they could even, you know, spook Russell, you know, it's, I wouldn't put this out of the realm, maybe, you know, draft somebody like a Davis Mills or, you know, Kellen Mond, who could be available in round two, you know, because of, they just kind of want to say that, hey, you know, we're going to plan, you know, a life without you. So if you're going to kind of, you know, let it be known you want to leave, we'll be prepared. So they could, don't, you know, if they really like a quarterback, that you know, a young quarterback, there's definitely... Both, you know, definitely somebody like Davis Mills, who showed a lot of upside at Stanford. You know, he could be, you know, selected in round two. So I wouldn't. It's something. It's a dark horse. I don't think they'll do it, but it, you don't put it past them, okay. because this is a very, um, you know, this is a situation that'll likely, you know. Uh oh. Um, I can't hear you now. <laughs> Can you hear me? Hello. Can you hear me? Hello? Well, another technical difficulty. Can you hear me? Um, DM you on Twitter? Right now. I don't know if you can hear me. I can't I can't hear you now. Oh man, we're <laughs> back. So um I'm apologize, man, with this techno difficulties. I don't know what anchor is smoking or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh, it's been fun and interesting, though. So, um, you go. Yeah. So, um, definitely don't. Though they could draft a quarterback, I wouldn't put it past them in round two, just to kind of you know spook Russell and kind of you know just to kind of ruffle his feathers a bit. You know, that they're yeah. planning life without him and they're not going to cater to his everything, every every whim. Per se, it's, the so, rumors can be picked up if they do draft quarterback. Um, yes, I mean, you, I have to mention, you know, somebody that David Smills, for instance, is very interesting. He has yeah. a great arm. He can make all the throws, and he played in a pro-style offense, and he can read the defense. And he's someone who could be a great, you know, possibly a great high-end starter in a couple of years if he sits and watches for a year or two. Mm-hmm. So they could. Um, it, I wouldn't put it past them. So. Kind of like what Green Bay did last year. They draft Jordan Love, and of course, you got Aaron Rodgers. We served. We served. So, not that Russell Wilson is like Aaron Rodgers' age or anything like that, but it's the possibility Seattle could draft a quarterback, and then you hear maybe rumors start rumbling again if they do indeed draft a quarterback. I mean, I remember Green Bay draft Jordan Love, and then boom, is Aaron, are they going to trade Aaron Rodgers? Exactly. You know, that. This could happen with Seattle. Right. It's the ultimate dark horse move that we shouldn't discount, you know, come on day two, which would be Friday. Yeah. So it's um it's it's a possibility. So mm-hmm. don't, you know they have to hedge their bets and know that if this ends in a like, you know, a divorce, they're ready to move on. Really so yeah. so that's there's that. So that they be prepared, be prepared. So um wait. Could be, could happen, could happen. So Seattle and, says, and and also kind of push back a bit on Russell Wilson, so he stops making demands. Right. So I wouldn't put it that past them. So. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And who who in the I already asked you about the dark horse. Um, who do you like in general in the draft class this year? Who do I like in general? Um, I really think that um, I really like the player that Trevor Lawrence is going to be. I think um, he's just um, the Jaguars are going to win. I think they, I think they'll win. You know, near five hundred. That's I'll make a bold statement and say that I think he's that good. I, I think I like Justin Fields the best. I, I, I think yeah. after Trevor Lawrence, I, I think for your Forty ers you'd want them to draft him. I think he I can take that offense to another level with Shanahan's bootleg action and being able to run. And give them an option because his accuracy is just as good or better than Mac Jones, and he can add that element of running mm-hmm. that Mac cannot add. So I I think on those two players on the offensive side, I like them the best. So I um, in terms of left tackles, I'd I'd love the Darashaw kid from Virginia Tech. 
and I like the um, I like the other two in Sewell as well, and um, Slater. But I, I I think that for left tackle, I'd like Darishaw the best. I think he'll have the best career among the bookend tackles that will be taken early. Okay. So um, I don't I can't see there's some there's some cornerbacks that are really good as well. I think there's a guy that is coming off so I think back surgery, J.C. Horn. I think who's going to be really good. I think that's Farley actually with the back injury. Farley, but I think um, J.C. Horn as well. I think is another. Is it J.C. Horn too? Oh okay. yeah. So those yeah. are two really good cornerbacks. Obviously Patrick Sertain as well. I think mm-hmm. will have a solid NFL career. Those are the two players on the defensive side of the ball. I think the Newsom kid from Northwestern should be a solid NFL starter who can probably start in year one as well. So, um, but the, um, I think the two players I would say I like the the best I would say are Lawrence and you know Fields. I I'm hoping for Seattle's sake that um, the 49ers take Jones and not Fields. So I just think that the, I think Jones is going to be a very good starter, but I think he'll be benefiting more from the player system around him as he did at Bama. He won't be right. a player who can kind of carry the team, you know, per se. That I think you can put an average talent around Justin Fields. I think he's still going to do very. Uh, I can't hear you. I can't hear you now. Freaking anchor. Uh, we almost done. I can't hear you right now. Uh, let me try. <sighs> we. I can't hear you, so I'm gonna stop this and. <laughs> I figure out what's the problem. I think anchor is a Rams or a Cardinals fan. <laughs> I think they're probably a Rams fan, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why because they can't stand Seahawks and Fortnite success and <laughs> very shot fire. <laughs> so, okay. what were, so what were uh, we saying? I love um, what Justin Fields and Lawrence are going to be. I think they'll be the two best quarterbacks of this draft class. Oh, really? So okay. I think um, I think Trey Lance is very interesting. He could. <laughs> develop into that he could be what josh freeman was which is a bust or he could turn into patrick mahomes so i do think he can become a a very quality starter it's just that you we just don't know what we're getting with him playing against one double a competition right so justin fields and trevor lawrence have beaten the best for several years so i have no doubt that they're nfl quarterbacks for years to come you're not a big fan of zach wilson Oh, I like uh, Zach Wilson as well. I just like those other two players better. Uh, two, okay. So, okay. Yeah. Because I, I know I've I mentioned this on Twitter many times. Give me Tristan Field or Trey Lance with the number three pick, and I'm happy. That's it. right. I, I'll, I'll go with the upsize. Uh, I mean, like you mentioned, Tristan Fields can do more, more athletic, and he's very mobile because, you know, our pass protection is not that good. Oh, I'm, I question the pass protection. And you want Mac Jones? But I mean, he can barely. I think a turtle can move faster than Mac Jones. <laughs> right. He actually ran. He, <coughs> he actually ran a four eight forty, so he maybe appears faster. But I think the enduring image is that kind of dad body he had, like at the end of the national championship game when he took his shirt off. Yeah. So I don't. Um. And on tape, he doesn't look very quick at all. No. So so I I think that um. I I think I um. You know, if you give him a clean pocket and your receivers get open, he throws, you know, beautiful balls. Right. But, right. you know, I mean, I think within the NFL where there's so many blitz schemes, you know, your your normal pocket is, you know, disrupted disrupted fairly often. So. Yeah. yeah. And that's why that's one of the reasons why I want Chester Field or even Trey Lance. And they both seem to have very higher upside to it. And, you know, so I'm hoping the, the Kyle Shanahan – Make the right decision. If not, if they choose Mac Jones, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> right. Well, if you, if you guys win the Super Bowl, you won't. It may be oh, worth no. it. If Mac Jones, if Mac Jones leads us to win the Super Bowl, okay, you better be a superstar. Right. You, Jones, you better be a superstar. That's all right. right. So, uh, but anyways, uh, but anyways, it's good talking to you. I I know we are these. <laughs> technical difficulties over and over and I, I thank you for you hanging with me man and you're welcome to come back if you're up to it oh absolutely I'd love to right, definitely definitely I'll let you know if you want to plug is there anything you want to plug in like YouTube Twitter or anything like that man no, we could do one or the other go ahead you can plug if you want 
Um, oh. Oh. No, that's okay. I think I'm good. You're good? You're sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, I'll plug mine. Uh, follow me on Twitter, PWH10. That's Top Podcast has a Facebook page. I give a like, follow. I update new episode, announce new guests, all that good stuff. That's Top Podcast. Let's Talk Podcast is available from nine different platforms, but you can listen to all the episodes, including this episode from nine different platforms, such as Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Google Podcasts. Whew, I got all night. The next Let's Talk Podcast is tomorrow night. And hopefully there's no ticket to for keys. And I don't have his name or her name. I, I, I believe his Twitter handler is Fighting Central, I think. And we're going to talk about the Minnesota Vikings tomorrow. So stay tuned for tomorrow night on Let's Talk Podcast. Also, next Sunday, I believe that's May 2nd, we're going to do something different. Instead, I ask the guest question. That the question will be asked to me. So Pi will make his return. We'll do the Q&A session with me, uh, which is next Sunday. So if you want to ask me any question, DM me on Twitter. And I will forward that question to Pi. And you will use those questions on, on the, in the episode for next Sunday. So, so yeah, Q&A session with me. Um, so, anyways, it's good talking to you. We, we make it. That, that's a true 100% grind. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> just, uh, who's your, aren't you a Chicago Bulls fan? I am, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah because I remember I saw that in your trainer. And I was like, oh, Bulls, Bulls fan, and they got their ass kicked by Miami today. And I don't know they actually I'm, made but... a comeback and just fell short. But, yes, for yes. most of the game, it was a blowout. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Chicago. Chicago. I, I, I mean, I think that we do have a bright future. Um, oh, yeah. Well, a difficult, but, a difficult present, but uh, I think you know the next couple of years are going to be much better. Yep, yep, and maybe we'll get the top four pick because <laughs> you know it's, it's protected uh, due to that trade with Fooch and stuff. So maybe right. maybe we'll talk about the Bulls the next time, uh, the Chicago Bulls next time, and maybe maybe we both cry if if our team's not doing well with the Forty Nine ers in Seattle. <laughs> right, absolutely. So so anyway, so everyone, please wear a mask. Get your vaccine because I got superpowers. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but seriously, get the, get your vaccine so things can go back to normal. And we t- talk to you tomorrow night on Let's Talk Podcast. So peace out, everyone. Peace out.